upon him, everything in your life's going to get fixed. It says if you wait upon him, he's going to share his strength with you. And then as you move through this world with his strength, you're going to be able to not just get exhausted. You're going to be able to flourish in the midst of it. You're going to be renewed. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but what? Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. It's important to take time to consider where you are and where you want to go next. Well, today, Pastor Daniel encourages you to do just that as he shares his vision for the church as a whole and for you individually. You'll learn that it's vital that you connect with God. He is the source of your strength and endurance. This doesn't mean that your troubles will disappear, no, but his strength will let you flourish as you walk through them. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Isaiah chapter 40 as he begins a new message called A Year of Renewal. So I don't know about you, but I love the times of new beginnings. Like, I love brand new years. Definitely love brand new decades. Right? I love it when something is starting afresh. I remember when I was in school growing up, there was just something about getting to start a new school year. I mean, it's like, it's a clean break from the past and you get to move into the future. If you like sports, if your team isn't playing anymore, you're grateful for the break and you're hoping for better luck next year. You know, it's like, that's how it kind of goes, right? And in life, there's these different seasons where things begin to start fresh. Like I know for my bride, Lynn and I, I remember when we had, um, we just had Obadiah and he was a young one at that time. We were talking to some friends of ours who were a little bit older down the growing up kids road. And we were like, man, like, how you doing? We're like, we are so tired. And they're like, oh, you're in the fog years. I'm like, oh, what's the fog year? It's like, oh, you're going to be in that until your youngest is about six years old once they're in school full time. It's like, you don't realize how foggy your brain is, but it's super foggy. And, and I remember just hearing that being like, oh man, that's rough, you know? But sure enough, after we had Obadiah, we had Maranatha. And then right as Maranatha went into kindergarten, she hit that point, then we had Annabelle. So we started all over again. But for Lynn and I, this September, Annabelle went into kindergarten. And sure enough, it's like, it's like a, it's like a new season. We're like, Hey, this is what it feels like to not be foggy all the time. Right. And and so some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are like, Oh, that's a long time. I'm not going to make it that far. You'll make it just a little foggy on the way there. But there's something about those, those times of new beginnings right now. The reason I bring this up, of course, is because it's a brand new year. It's a brand new decade. And I believe that at every point in our life, whether it's a a calendar change or a season change, what I do know is that God wants to do a work of renewal in each one of us. That's what God is interested in. God is interested in no matter what the journey that your life looks like, he wants to do fresh things. Like you realize like in a new year or, or if it's like a new season for your favorite sports team or if your youngest one finally makes it into kindergarten and the fog goes away, whatever it is, it's still just the next day in your life, right? 
So, so in a sense, it's new, but it's not new. It's just the next day in the journey. But what God wants to do in all of us is he wants to do a work of transformation. So today I want to begin a new series that we're calling Renew. And, and, and the idea of renewal is going to be important for us because we're going to start a new decade, start a new year by looking at who we are as a church and why. In some ways, we're going to explore the foundation of who we are. Now, I say that and some of you are like, oh, man, this is going to be boring. It's not going to be boring, right? Because here's why. Here's why. Because I believe that it's only worth to have a vision for a church that's a vision that I can have for my own life personally. Right? It's like, cause church is just a collection of people who are all following Jesus. So at best, a vision for a church is a vision for someone's life. Right? And so we're going to be spending some time looking at these things. Now, if Crossroads is your family of faith, if you've been around for a while, you've heard some of these things, but I think there's going to be fresh things that God wants to do in you because on this journey of life, if you think about this is the kind of person I want to be, there's always times when you're really not living into that or you're really doing a good job. You want to be encouraged in that. And there's always adjustments to be made. If you're new to Crossroads, you're going to like this because it'll help you understand who we are and why we do the things that we do. Right, So it gives you an insight into it. And if you're just visiting with us, listen, there's going to be a lot of application for your life. One of the things that I always find is that if I have an open heart, I can learn all sorts of things and all sorts of... But everything we're going to talk about today, you can be like, oh, look at this. And we're going to be able to go slow because there's lots of ground to cover. But today what I want to do is I want to give you kind of the vision that God has given us for this year. And every year, God gives us certain things to emphasize, Right? And, and in a lot of ways, when I think about Crossroads as a church, I like to think about us as kind of like, there's a lot of different uh, pictures I can use. But like, if you notice, like, if you like sports, right? Like, so if you like baseball, baseball has primarily been the same game for a long time. But each year they try and do certain things to make it better. Like they try and make the pitchers pitch faster. There's all these different things. They're starting to do some instant replay in baseball because you need it, right? But it's still the same game, but there's kind of tweaks. Like if you like the iPhone or if you like the Android phone, when the new models come out, they're essentially the same thing, but they have certain things that have gotten made better, right? And in a lot of ways, as a church, with each year, God gives us certain things to make better. We don't need to redesign the whole thing, because as a church family, God has been doing a lot in this church for a long time. But each year, we take time to say, where are areas that we need to grow in? Where are things that we want to upgrade? Where are things that we need to put some energy into in order to take the next steps as a church? And if you've been with us for a while, you remember just a couple years ago, in 2016 it was, 2017 it was, we did the year, what we called the year of expansion. And in that year, we said, hey, we're going to, we're going to, really push our internet campus. And with each passing week, we see more and more people uh, kind of engaging with Crossroads. Many of you have found us through our internet ministry. Through the, We started the TV ministry in that year. And God continues to do amazing things through that, you know, and then as, so these are things that we upgraded. Now we do them all the time. They're not new initiatives. They're just things that we do and it's who we are. Well, sure enough, we moved into 2018 and we said, hey, we want to, we want to go deeper this year. It's a year of deepening. And, and two of the things that we focused on in that year, one was prayer and fasting. Something that since now, like every single year, this year we're going to take two times of prayer and fasting. Because it was something that we hadn't been doing, but we're like, we need to make prayer and fasting a part of who we are as a church family. So we started doing that. And many of you have been involved in that in the previous years. We're going to keep doing it. One of the things we focused on was generosity. 
right? We want to learn how to be more generous people. And as a church, we raised uh, almost $2.7 million for the heart for the house and all a bunch of different things that we had done. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And, but it's still something that in this new year, we want to just keep like, Lord, how do we become more generous people? Financially generous, generous with our time, our talents, all the different things that we have. So we keep it pushing forward. Of course, uh, in 2019, we just finished the year of simplicity, right? Where we focused on the three eternal things, God and worshiping God. We focused on the word of God, and then we focused on reaching the world, right? Now, in the same way, we focused a lot on worship. Last year, we put out two albums through, th- through the responding. And as a church, like, this is be, we want this house to be a house of worship. I was talking to someone, they're like, you know, why are you guys excited when you worship? I'm like, because if you're not excited, if you know who Jesus is, you've got to be a little excited. You know what I mean? It's like, like so he died and rose again. Oh, well, so cool. <laughs> It's like, no, it's like he died and rose again. He, like, we're forgiven people. It doesn't mean that everything's always peachy keen, but even when everything's falling apart, the fact that he rose again is stinking really cool. Can I get an amen? You know, so it's like, we're not sad about worship. You know, like, we like Jesus. He likes us. How cool is that? Right? So we're going to keep worshiping together as a family. One of the things that we also focused on was the word of God. And last year, we read through the Bible together as a church. We memorized scripture together. Many of you were able to accomplish that by just keeping plugging in with our Bible reading plan. So guess what? It's a new year. We're going to keep reading through the Bible. So if you go on our mobile, our free mobile app, you go on our website or if on your way out today, you can grab our 2020 Bible reading plan. This year, instead of trying to read the whole Bible, we're going to focus on the New Testament. We're going to read it twice together as a church. One or two chapters every single day. So again, we made sure we were doing that last year. Now we just keep doing it. So the things that I want to share with you today as our vision for 2020, it's just a couple of upgrades that we want to focus on. And I think that for each one of these things, these are things that in order for us to do it as a church, it involves each one of us as individuals jumping in and saying, okay, I'm going to take these steps. And so I'm excited to share with you what it looks like for a year of renewal. And in order to do that, I want you to open up your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 40. We're just going to be taking one verse as our theme for the year, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. So if you're new to the Bible, it's easy to find the book of Isaiah because it's the second longest book in your Bible. The longest book is the book of Psalms. It's 150 Psalms. If you hit Psalms and if you flip around, you're going to hit a Psalm at some point. Just turn to your right a couple of books. Uh, the prophet Isaiah, 66 chapters in the prophet Isaiah. And we're taking the very last verse of Isaiah chapter 40, as our theme of this year of renewal. Look at what it says. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, what I love about this verse is if you put it in context, the prophet Isaiah is speaking to the children of Israel at a time when life was really complicated, right? They were being oppressed by the Assyrian army. Life was getting very challenging for the children of Israel, and they were beginning to falter under all the pressures. And so God raised up this mouthpiece, the prophet Isaiah, to come and speak into the midst of the children of Israel. Now, the reason I think this verse is so important for us is because we live in a day and age where the pressure and the temperature feels like it's rising, doesn't it? They talk about the generation that we're living in right now as an age of outrage, where everybody is outraged. And, and depending on where you find yourself in all these different categories that people put themselves in, you have your own set of things to be angry about, 
right? I, I, was, I tried to do it this week to like, I want to write down all the things we're supposed to be outraged about this week. I made it through about halfway through Monday and I was getting carpal tunnel. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you just you flip around. Like, people are angry about, obviously, both sides of the political aisle. There's all sorts of anger, right? People are angry about the economy. Man, people are angry about chicken sandwiches today. I mean, what a world we live in. People are fighting about chicken sandwiches, right? People get, and it's like TV shows, TV shows that I didn't even know was on TV anymore. People are angry about everything. And that is on top of all the normal pressures that we all have in our lives, health problems and fears of the future and these things. And really what you have is we have a world where it feels like a pressure cooker and we live in a culture that's cracking all over the place. And the culture that we live in, that, those dynamics are not unlike what was going on in the life of the prophet Isaiah and the people, the children of Israel. So this verse speaks right into how does God do fresh things in a pressure cooker world? And what I want to show you To start, before I unpack what we see as God's vision for Crossroads in 2020, this year of renewal, is I don't want you to miss the fact that when they asked Jesus what the greatest commandment was in Matthew 22, he answered it, right? They said, what's the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. It's the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, here at Crossroads, what do we call that? Upward inward and outward, right? Now, yes, I did write a book by that title because it's so fundamental. They said, Jesus is the most important thing. It's upward. Why? Because the most important thing in life is that you experience God's love. That's upward. The relationship that God wants to have with you, right? That's the upward piece. And then because of that, then we love our neighbor as what? Ourselves. That's inward. God's love for us shows us who we are. Everybody tells us what we are. You're this, you're that, you're no good, you're super good. People say all sorts of things. None of that matters. All that matters is who God says that you are. And when you experience God's love, then God teaches you how to love yourself the way he loves you. Not in a self-aggrandizing way, but in a super humble biblical way. That's the inward. And of course, the upward God and the inward, our identity leads us where? Outward, to love our neighbors, into the world. The reason the world is breaking down is because everyone's upward, people's upwards are all messed up, which makes their inward all messed up, and they treat each other messed up. Now, the reason I bring that up is not only is that foundational to who we are as a church, but don't miss the fact that Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, is upward, inward, and outward. Right? Notice, those who wait on the Lord. That's upward. It doesn't say just be a patient person. Wait on the universe. You wait on the Lord, right? So it begins upward. And when we wait on the Lord, it says, what will happen? He shall renew your strength. That's the inward. When we learn how to wait upon God in the midst of a pressure cooker world, then God's strength, he imparts it to us by faith and our strength becomes renewed. We get a refreshed strength, the strength that we didn't have. In the midst of all the issues and pressures and struggles of life, waiting on the Lord, hoping in the Lord, having a confidence upward leads us to his strength and that strength gets renewed. And then when the upward hits the inward, then it spills out outward and look at what happens. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, once God's strength shared with you, then anybody here ever mounted up wings like eagles? Anybody ever flown like an eagle? 
No, I never did either. I've always wanted to go hand gliding. But it's saying that in the midst of all the life, you're going to be able to soar with the Lord. Anybody here ever run and not get tired? One of you, you're a liar. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you. Start running. We'll talk to you next week. We'll see how you're doing, right? It's like at some point you pass out, right? Like, right? It's like, but, but he's saying that you get a renewed strength. You can keep going. And, and really what this verse tells us is that God doesn't say that if you wait upon him, everything in your life's going to get fixed. It says if you wait upon him, he's going to share his strength with you. And then as you move through this world with his strength, you're going to be able to not just get exhausted. You're going to be able to flourish in the midst of it. You're going to be renewed. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but what? Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. That's what this verse is talking about. So it's upward, inward, and outward. We wait on the Lord, and then God shares his strength with us, and we get renewed, and then we move outward into the world where we can keep on going, keep on keeping on, no matter what goes on. And so we're using this upward, inward, and outward framework as what God has for us in a year of renewal. So to take it and now personalize it for us as a church. And this is so fun because this vision in our time of prayer and fasting, on the last day of it, our 21 days, I felt like I almost received this in dictation. It was so much fun for me. Where literally, I just felt like the Lord's like, here it is, 2020. And I remember at that point, two weeks later, I brought it to the staff and the leader said, okay, this is what I got. What do you guys think? Let's pray about it. And then we got to work on some things. And, but it was just so cool because it's like, this is, it's so simple. But I promise you, if you grab hold of this, you are going to see God do fresh things in your life. Guaranteed. First, upward. God wants each one of us to be with Jesus. God wants us to be with Jesus. Why? Because that's what Christianity is all about. Christianity is about God saying, I want to be with you. I want you to be with me. And God's promise to each one of us is the gift of his presence. Now, I've always said it to you this way, my friends, that what God wants is that God is inviting you right? But actually God's been ministering to me in a fresh way about that because many of us know what it's like to be invited, but not really wanted, right? Like where someone's like, well, yeah, you you can come, but you really don't want to come. They're inviting you because they feel obligated to invite you. But when you show up, they really don't want you to be there. Anybody ever have that that experience? I'm the only one. Okay. A couple of you, praise God, pray for you, pray for me. It's how it works, right? But here's the deal. Jesus doesn't just invite us. Jesus welcomes us. Like Jesus actually wants us to be with him. When I wake up in the morning, Jesus actually wants to hang out with me. And that blows my mind. It blows my mind that I am welcomed into the presence of God, that he looks forward to me being with him. You know, sometimes I always think that you're welcome to be with Jesus. I always think about Moana. Remember Maui? He's like, you're welcome, but, but it's a perfect example of how God isn't, because Maui is so strong, but he actually doesn't want Moana around. He's trying to get rid of her. You're welcome. I'm awesome. Go away, right? That's the whole theme of that, right? And in a lot of ways, that's exactly the opposite of how God is. God is saying, you are welcome to be with me. I want you to be with me. I created you to be with me, no matter how far you've gotten. So in a year of renewal, the upward piece is God wants us to be with Jesus. And as a church family, there's two 
ways that we're going to focus on each one of the upward, two ways for the upward, two ways for the inward, and two ways for the outward. So the first of the two ways for to be with Jesus is that we want to encounter Jesus in stillness. We want to encounter Jesus in stillness. Let me explain this to you. This really speaks about you being quiet in the presence of God. The reason I think this is so important is because in an age of outrage, most of us feel overwhelmed and bombarded by life. And in the midst of so much aggressive bombardment from all these different things, great advances we've had as society, it also is having a a negative effect on many of us because we're so distracted that we can't settle down at all. And the Bible teaches that we should be still and know that he's God. And I believe that one of the ways God wants to renew each one of us is for each one of us to allow Jesus to do what he wants to do in us in stillness. Now, let me say this. Because there are some parts within Christianity that stillness has become so popular that we're not discerning the spirits. Not everything you experience in stillness is good. But that's why we're not just saying we want you to encounter Jesus in stillness. We're saying we want to read the Bible every single day because we want to be led by the scriptures. And then we let the scriptures define experiencing God in stillness. The analogy God gave me of this is a young child, especially a baby. Everyone loves to hold the baby. But sometimes the only way the baby can settle down is if it's in the arms of one of their beloved parents, right? And the parents hold them close. We've all had that experience if, 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 you've, if you've been a parent, right? where it's like the kids are freaking out and then all of a sudden mom holds them. And all of a sudden it's like, Phew. now that's not always true, but a lot of times it is, right? And in a lot of ways, I think one of the ways Jesus wants to renew each one of us is he wants to draw us close and give us a comfort and a peace that we can only get from him. But we need to find quiet for that. So we're going to be seeking to experience Jesus and and encountering Jesus in stillness so that we can be still and know that he's God. And then, of course, the second way is that we want to express Jesus's love through the spiritual gifts, the gifts of the spirit. Now, notice I say that we want to express Jesus's love through the gifts of the spirit. Now, we're talking about the, the, the charismatic gifts of the spirit here. Now, I realize that there might not be a more controversial thing to talk about than the gifts of the Spirit, but guess what? Because we believe the Bible here, we got to talk about it. So uh, after this four-week series that we do on Renew, I'm going to do a series called Life Hack, which is all about the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Because because it's such a hotly contested topic, I want to see what does the Bible say about it? Because what I've learned is the reason it's hotly contested is some people, right, they read the Bible, but they actually don't take the Bible seriously about the gifts. And so the gifts of the spirits become like kind of mayhem on one end. Or because some people believe the Bible and they're seeing the mayhem on one end, then they say, well, obviously that's no good now. And actually I think both are errors. But what does the Bible say? And that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at what does the Bible say about who the Holy Spirit is and how he works. Jesus is Today on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel began this series called Renew, which is all about a fresh vision for the church and for you individually. You learn that this new start is rooted in spending time connecting with God in stillness. There's so much noise in our culture that this could be hard to do. But as you spend time in the Word and quiet yourself before God, He will do what He needs to in order for you to blossom and grow despite the chaos and noise around you. 
Hey everybody, I want to invite you to join me in reaching people with the message that Jesus is real. Would you pray about partnering with us in the ministry of Jesus is Real Radio? Your support in this way helps us to keep sharing God's word and helps us reach more and more people. Thank you for considering partnering. Find out more at Jesus is Real Pastor Radio. Daniel here. I'd love for you to be part of the Crossroads Community Church family, but I understand some of our listeners can't make it to the actual church building. If that's you, come join us online. We live stream our Sunday morning services at crossroadschurch.net. So grab a cup of coffee and join us wherever you are for our time of worship and teaching. Next time on Jesus Is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will continue explaining his vision for you and the church by exploring the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You'll learn that these gifts are intended to be an avenue for God's love to be expressed to the world. Pastor Daniel will encourage you to lay aside your previous experiences and let God speak to you about His Spirit in new and fresh ways. You've been listening to Jesus Is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series called Renew. Until then, may God bless.